I suppose you'd like to hear about the, the night, night I killed my father. New News with your host, Dusty Richmond. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Nude News, the first word in exposing the naked truth. I'm your host, Dusty Richmond. It's a rainy day here in Manhattan with bright skies opening up around 3 p.m. If you're on the east side, you'll be hit with a sunrise tomorrow morning so beautiful it will feel like your first orgasm all over again. Buckle up. On a personal note, I'm very happy to announce my aunt found her cat. We are thankful. Now into our quick news for today. Quick news, yeah! A new blood type has been discovered. Scientists and hematologists have named this new blood type as type green, given its greenish hue. Quick news! A Florida man has been arrested for attempting to half-Nelson his grandmother while visiting her in a nursing home in Tampa. Quick news! A Florida man is in the hospital after trying to vape semen. The semen's owner has yet to be identified. Gross news! A Florida man tried to perform a citizen's arrest on local playwright Jake Jacobson for his one-man documentary-style play, Florida Man, based on the many news articles of the same name. Quick news! An update on the Bicycle Bandit case. After it was made known that Michelle, the caller whose bike was stolen while she was on the line, was actually in on the stunt and is part of some Bonnie and Clyde Bicycle Bandit situation, is now on the run, and likely headed towards the small town located in the county Tipperary, Ireland, also named Portland. This case has gone international. Quick news! Newly promoted in the world correspondent and part-time employee at Calvin Klein, Booty Chawson will join us live on the scene from a new minorly invasive brain surgery procedure. After this. Got beans? Beans from Durban. The best beans. Welcome back, welcome back. In just a mo, we'll be joined by our favorite political correspondent, now in the world correspondent, Moody Chawson. Moody is basically live on the scene with the first patient to receive open brain, open heart, open soul brain surgery, a new Western holistic procedure that, quote, unites the modern medical future with the pillars of the faith healing past, end quote. That's the tagline created by the surgeon and spiritual healer, Marvin May, who spearheads this new unconventional approach to brain surgery. Moody? Hi, hi, hi. Great to be here. I'm pre-recorded live from the operating theater. The nurses are currently saging the room to remove all evil forces. While we're setting up, I've got Dr. May here who will be performing the surgery. Dr. May, we're so pleased to be here. Namaste, friends. Welcome to this journey through space, time, and the cranium. Now I know you all know the difference between a craniotomy and a craniectomy. Who doesn't remember their first brain surgery film fest as a child? Right, Moody? I, uh, I don't know what a craniotomy is or, or the other one, a, a, a craniotomy. Craniotomy and craniectomy, they're pretty much the same, and both the bone flap is temporarily removed. In a craniotomy, the bone flap is returned after surgery. In the craniectomy, it is not put back immediately. Nuh-uh. Yes, my dove? Whoa, so where does the bone flap go? Does it, like, sit in your office? No. Are you, like, keeping it as collateral? No. All right, so today you're performing a whole new type of surgery. Why don't you tell us a bit about it? Yes, thank you. Today I will be performing my new open heart, open brain, open soul surgery on young Patricia here. Uh, hi. Patricia is the first to receive this innovation that combines the healing arts of chakra alignment and regular brain surgery. And also, open heart surgery. Does she have heart issues? The old ticker beats well. 
I began my research following a 12-week retreat at a Buddhist temple. Oh, cool. Where did you do the research? The temple's located in Seattle. The research I did in the woods. That's... All right. What branch of Buddhist teachings is your work based on? Branch? I was in the woods, yes. By a big oak tree, so an oak branch. No, I mean, which of the main three Buddhist schools of thought? Theravada, Mahayana, or Vajrayana is the temple linked to? Yes. Okay. Buddhism is traditionally an open practice. Was your course a closed practice of some kind? This is a private practice. We don't take insurance. That's not what... Okay, so this isn't accredited or accurate to Buddhist teachings in any way, shape, or form? It is my understanding that one must align the heart spiritually and literally when performing a brain surgery, so we'll take it out and cleanse the organ too. It is possible she's holding onto some trauma that traveled its way into the brain and became stagnant. She has a benign tumor that is pushing on her olfactory bulb, the part responsible for smell. I smell wrong, lol. She smells wrong. So in the surgery, you will be removing Open her the- heart, begin the spiritual journey towards balance and harmony. Crack open her skull, remove the tumor, shake her ego, stimulate her soul, nourish her psyche, close her all up, and finish with some shavasana. Corpse pose. Yoga! Excellent! And sage too! A century-old practice, traditionally used by indigenous tribes to cleanse and purify. So, how many cultures are we commandeering from today? We will begin with some deep breaths in and out. What's happening, Moody? My breathing. Very good. Patricia, shall we begin? Mm. Please unfold yourself from child's pose and lie flat on your back in Shavasana. Good. Now say with me. I am of the trees, I am of the wind, I am the sky and the birds, and I am home. I am Moody? I am so calm, listeners. All right, Patricia. You'll be conscious during the whole journey, but I'm applying some numbing salt. A mix of jojoba oil, chamomile, yarrow root, lavender, and off-brown lanolin cream to the area. Listeners, Dr. Ray is rubbing the salve on Patricia's skull and temples. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Okay, listeners, Dr. Ray is raising what looks like a doll made of linen with buttons sewed on for eyes and those tiny plastic Trump hands above Patricia's head. Something far more akin to a voodoo doll than any Buddhist symbol. She is shaking the doll and muttering some... From earth to sky, I release you! Okay, she's done with the doll and... Oh, no, she is putting her hands up the doll's skirt and is... Oh, she's pulling something out. No, oh, she's flipped the doll upside down and pulled the skirt down to reveal a scalpel. With this scalpel, Ivy cuts! Oh, yuck! Moody? Oh, God. <laughs> Moody, what's going on? She's slicing. Good, Patricia, your heart is now exposed to the elements. Keep breathing deeply. Feel the breath penetrate your lungs on the inhale. You breathe in clean, nourishing oxygen on the exhale. You release everything out. Let the breeze from the AC unit fill your chest cavity. You are open. You are a part of this space. I saw the crowd. She's doing jazz hands over Patricia's open heart. Oh, God, I can see it pumping. Do not be alarmed, young Moody. This is perfectly natural. Is it? You may look away if you must. No, no, I can do this. I'm I'm a professional. Patricia, I am anointing your third eye with what is essentially tiger balm. With this anointment, you will see. Excellent work, Patricia. All okay? Mm. 
Good, good. My aid will continue opening your spiritual heart by performing reflexology on your toes. Okay, there's only what can be described as a bird come to life giving Patricia a foot massage. Oh, that's lovely. A, a, a bird? Yeah, this barefoot pixie chick with hipster glasses and dirty hair in a tunic came in and is rubbing the feet. I wonder what culture she is stealing this part from. Let's begin with the skull. Moody, please plug this in. Oh, with this small set of teeth brought to us from the Earth and Home Depot, I expose your brain to the elements. Breathe. Patricia, Patricia, do you hear me? Patricia, I'm placing the bone flap into a sustainably sourced wooden bowl to my left and passing it to Moody. I'm a professional. That's a lot of bones. Moody will care for your bone until it's time to replace it. I trust you, Moody. Please don't. I am taking the feather of a blue jay and pointy forceps to poke around in your brain. Why a feather? It means something. What does a feather mean? In Native American tribes, a feather has many meanings, including trust, honor, strength, power, and wisdom. Traditionally, one only receives a feather after doing a brave deed. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, I can see the tumor. It has devil horns and an evil eye. Oh, no. It is okay, Patricia. Together, Moody and I will guide you towards harmony. Shanti, Shanti. Join me, Moody. Shanti, Shanti. With these words, we invite peace. Okay, back to Sanskrit there. Really fascinating. Chant with us, Moody. No, I want my mom. Who doesn't, Moody? Hold her heart. <gasps> Taking oh, this God. feather, oh, stab my. it into the That's center of the tumor. Yes, release the past, Patricia. Feel your the feet. Bone in my head. The oh, edge of your body and I'm one with the space. Your ancestors beckon you. This Christ is the beginning blood. of the end. Oh, oh, I think oh I'm going fuck! This is Dr. May, spiritual guide and ethereal brain surgeon based in New Jersey, but a citizen of the world. Moody has been, been taken over by the unconsciousness and will be back later. Um, okay, let's go to commercial. Find yourself always being the problem in relationships? Seem to destroy people's souls everywhere you go, my guy. Or are you empty on the inside and devoid of empathy? So like a ghoul, you ghost those that care. If you answered yes to any of these questions, you might be chronically ill with fuckboy-itis. A plague caused by untreated toxic masculinity. But hope is not all lost, my guy. Look no further than the Fuckboy Recovery Center, a center entirely run by retired ex-fuckboys. Via either online or in-person rehabilitation, we can start laying the foundation for you to be a decent person, broski. Together, we can make vulnerability your bitch. No more boo-hoos and say hello to healing your boo-boos. Welcome back, welcome back. I've been informed by my producers that Moody is fine and resting safely. After the removal of the tumor in Patricia's brain, the doctor hit a major blood vessel, and blood sprayed from Patricia like a jet stream all over Moody. A quote, fire extinguisher gush of red, end quote, hit Moody in the eye and he passed out. All is okay now. Other than that one blood vessel issue, Patricia's surgery went off without a hitch, and I just received a text from a groggy Moody that reads, Brain surgery, sexy, weird, all good, peace upon you. We'll check in with Moody later. Up next, this is a piece that means a lot to me. I don't tend to get emotional here. You know me. I'm Dusty. This next piece, however, is very close to my heart. Some of you may know that I spent some of my time at Fryland's Orphanage in Albany, New York. 
My parents died in a freak ice skating accident when I was two years old, and I lived at that orphanage for three years until the incomparable Doris and Elmer Richmond took me in and made me their own. You may know the name Fryland's Orphanage from the recent milk scandal. Take a listen. Tragedy strikes for local orphanage when not one, not two, not three, but four children with severe nut allergies have taken ill after drinking what they thought was regular cow milk and was actually a cow nut milk monstrosity. Fryland's Orphanage is suing their milk supplier after one child dies and two sad orphans are in critical condition after consuming the nut milk unawares. The fourth child, it seems, was being dramatic and it just had an itchy tongue. Other than his parents both being dead, he's fine. Horrible. Just horrible. I don't tend to get emotional on this show. You know me. I'm Dusty. But that is really hard to listen to. (sighs) Joining me is the sitting director, Craig Jones, and head of career development at Freiland's Orphanage, Martha Gingrich. Craig, Martha, good to have you. So nice to hear your voice, Dusty. Hello! Thanks for being here and shedding a little light on the recent allegations against Freiland's and the milk supplier Donovan's Milk and Cheese. It is my understanding that both Freiland's and Donovan's are suing each other. Is that correct? Well, so wait. We, no, sorry. Oh, no, sorry, you go. sorry. Dusty, we are currently facing a potential sue from Donovan's and we are suing them. Yes. What are the allegations? We're suing Donovan's for lying about their ingredients, thus maiming or killing four of our children, and they're suing us for suing them. One of those cases, if you don't mind me saying, seems far more legitimate than the other. It's a farce, honestly. You are so right, Dusty. May I call you Dusty? The legitimacy of Donovan's case is very minimal. Zero. It has zero legitimacy and is therefore being ignored. We're instead focusing on getting justice for Karen, Jillian, Freddie One, and Joseph. Joseph, as I understand, is the poor soul whose allergy was fatal. Oh, Dusty. Joseph, I'm afraid, is no longer with us. He was a wonderful boy and a cross-country skier. He'd have been seven in March. Seven years old. How long had Joseph been at Freilands? A little more than you. Than me? Yes. I. Joseph came to us almost four years ago now. His mother passed away when he was one. No other family. Joseph was a beautiful boy. May he rest in peace. So, we're hoping to gain some traction with this case. Use the settlement to make a start a college fund for the affected children, create a memorial for Joseph in the shape of a little boy cross-country skiing, and to take down the appalling company that is Donovan's Milk and Cheese. Uh, when you say take down... Burn them. Burn them to the ground. Metaphorically. To bankrupt the company. Matches, lighter fluid, Dutch courage. We just want to make sure that they're held accountable for their actions. Absolutely. As Martha said, they will perish in flames. Lots of arson metaphors here, Craig. We'll be fine. Okay. Donovan's had it coming for a long time. Uh, Meaning what exactly? What Craig means is that this is not the first issue Donovan's has faced. Not the first case of negligence or corporate malfeasance. Oh, no? They had a milk scandal! Yes, that's... yes. No, another one before us! Uh, Oh! No one died, but this is not the first time their whole milk has not been holy milk, if you know what I mean. You mean the milk had something in it? Yes, Dusty! Founded in 1924, Donovan's Milk and Cheese were the premium supplier of all things milk and cheese in the tri-state area. Through wars and the early Madonna years, Donovan's was by our side. But one too many impromptu cheese-for-all festivals and budget cuts led to a suffering business at the cusp of the millennium. Donovan's continued to cut corners and made it through Britney's hottest years with their head just above water. 
It seemed like things had turned a corner for Donovan's team after they struck a three-way deal with Durpin and the Queen of England. The 2012 Olympic Games made Donovan's the sole milk and cheese provider. That was until, in 2017, Donovan's milk and cheese were accused of putting skimmed milk in the whole milk bottles to save money. They were caught by a female, 45, an avid fan of her daily four glasses of whole milk. She knew it tasted thin, and she was right! That's... I mean, it's important, but that's not the main reason that we're here, Dusty. We're here to talk about Joseph, to talk about Freddie Wan and Karen and Jillian. We're here to get justice for our children. They're not our children. Martha and I aren't together. Obviously. I didn't assume that she meant that at all, but uh, thank you for clarifying in your ever-persistent, overly detailed manner. Why don't you walk me through the events of January 11th? It was a regular morning. Sun in the sky and dolphins on the TV. At breakfast, the children all reached for their semi-skimmed milk, 2%. We like the children to have whole milk with the calcium, you know, strong bones, right, Dust? Sure. We want them plump. Joking. We want them healthy and happy. Karen begins her day with Cheerios and sliced banana on top. Jillian likes Rice Krispies. For Joseph, Bran Flakes, and Freddie One, plain Cheerios with a few marshmallows on top. Normally, we don't allow marshmallows, but it was a Friday, and on Fridays, we sometimes splurge. We love Fridays. We do love Fridays. Who doesn't? All four had pretty quick reactions. They were in the dining hall around 7.30 a.m., and by 7.47, we had called the paramedics. Karen was first. She threw her bowl into the air. She belched and started coughing. The shattering of the porcelain was what got me up and out of my office chair and into the dining hall. I just knew something wasn't right. When I ran in, I saw Jillian. Jumping up and down with a hand clutched to her throat. It was quite the sight. Then Freddie won began with a scratching of the tongue. He's fine. He's okay. The cook staff. We like to call them the yum doctors. One was on the phone with the paramedics and two were with us on their way to the girls. Gasping. Just gasping for air. Jillian threw up into the bowl of the girl next to her. Some splashed onto the other kid's face. Just chunks of mushed up Rice Krispies and bile because she hadn't had too much before the attack occurred. Forensically, I checked the pulses of the upset children. They were okay. I learned CPR back when I had when I uh, got the job at Freiland's. It wasn't working. They were like barely alive. The paramedics arrived. Pretty much as soon as they got to Jillian, that's when we saw it. Bang! What? He hit the floor. Joseph. Joseph. With his hand to his throat, we hadn't heard him, but now it was silent. All we could hear was the lightest wheeze. Louise, Joseph's best friend, was clutching his hand. In all the commotion, we hadn't thought to check the boy with the biggest allergy. He always wore a no-nut sticker on his shirt. You know the type well, of Well, he was one. What? Nothing. I had a cashew allergy. Pretty severe. I actually kind of grew out of it. I don't eat them, but I don't carry around an EpiPen now. Or, or a sticker. But that's... How, how did you know that? How did you know that? Oh, it's my job to know all the allergies of the students past and present in the school. As a head of career development, it's pertinent to my position. So Karen's already in the ambulance. Jillian's on the stretcher. Joseph is blue, and it's all going wrong. What did they all have in common? Nut allergies. The only possible explanation? Nut allergies. It didn't take long at all for the forensic team to test the milk. It was a blend of whole milk, skimmed milk, almond milk, and oat milk. It tasted pretty good. Carry on, please, Martha. Thanks. Thanks, Dusty. So, the forensics detected in the homogenous mixture of water, lactose, lipids, and proteins, a foreign matter identified as prunus dulcis, also known as... Almonds. Almond milk was in the milk. A small percentage, 12 to 14%, but enough to induce an allergic reaction Shocking. Very upsetting. Barbaric and punishable by death. Quite distressing indeed. Uh, and how are your children? What? I I never said that I had a child. I, I meant the victims. Jillian, Karen, Freddie. Joseph died. Yes, no, I 
Yes. Heartbreaking. Uh, my thoughts are with his family. Well, uh, well, I guess he didn't have it. <clears throat> my thoughts are there. My thoughts are with him. His memory. Jillian is home resting. Karen is in the hospital still. Freddie one was fine. Let's really fine. He's fine. Karen should be released later this afternoon. One of her lungs collapsed, but they put it back up. We are very lucky the girls and Freddie one are okay. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you both for coming in and being so candid. I have no doubt that your story, that Jillian, Karen, Freddie One, and Joseph's stories will be recognized and that justice will prevail. I so admire your objective to create a college fund for the children and for Joseph's memorial with the settlement money. The Fryland Orphanage's college fund for kids with not allergies and no parents. Really rolls off the tongue. We have a great team of lawyers, Durpin and Associates, and we believe we have a fighting chance. Thank you, Dusty, for giving us a platform to talk about our kids. And to see you doing so well has just made me the happiest mother alive. Uh, to your kids? To, yes, I, oh God, it's happening. What, uh, uh are you, uh, Martha, oh, are you no. okay? It's, it's going to come out. What's going to come out? Do you need huh? to? Oh, Dusty, um, do you, do you remember your fifth birthday party? What? Your fifth birthday party, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. How, how did you... And, and for your fourth, you celebrated the circus. They, they came to town every January. You were brought into the center of the ring with the other children whose birthdays were soon. What did you do last week to celebrate, I mean? Did you blow out some nice candles? We're having a Enough moment. with the fire, Craig. Jeez. Well, 39 you'd have been, right? H- happy birthday, love. Y- y- yes. <laughs> Someone did their homework on old Dusty. <laughs> 39 last week, I, I had a small dinner party at mine with wine and cheese. It was great. Cake? Fudgy the whale. Your favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my producer is queuing me to commercial now, but it has been lovely speaking with you both and learning a bit more about- You wet the bed until you were 14. Your favorite toy was a wooden hairbrush. It was very soft and we couldn't separate you two. You gave it a name. Brushy, I think? Yeah, my mind. My, my, brushy. Yes, Brushy. You lost two teeth in one week, and you brought your $2 into school every day for the next month. You had a cowlick that made hairbrushing very challenging, but adorable. Perhaps that's where Brushy made his name. On Fridays at Frylands, you'd have an advanced econ class at 1 p.m., and you'd walk by career development, and I'd get to see you twice. On the way to class, often rushing with a pile of books stacked up to your nose. On the way out, more relaxed with an arm around a friend or a gaggle of equally ambitious three-year-olds. What the How fuck? How do you know this? I- you can't swear on here, Craig. It's not on Wikipedia, is it? The bedwetting part. I hope not. I know this all because... Because I'm... While she pauses dramatically, I'd like to take this time to publicly threaten the lives of the employees at Donovan's Milk and Cheese. I hope you don't live in a wooden lighthouse because when me and my lighter flew... Stop! Cut his mic, please. Cut his mic. Go on, Martha. You can call me... Mom. What the hecking fuck? Craig! Just bleed me out. We can't. This is this is pre-recorded live. Are you sure? Dusty, sweetheart, it's me. No. No. No, no you, you you died. In a fire. No. They They told me you died. You You and Daddy. Well, yes, he did, ironically, in a fire. Yeah. Shush. But I didn't. You see, after your father passed away, I had trouble fending for us both. I was an unmarried woman in the 60s. It was a bullshit time for women. 
I got a job in the career development department at Freilands. I was an intern, low on the totem pole, low pay, lots of hours, but I was making do. You would come into the office with me. One day, my boss was sick. They needed me. I would be the interim junior assistant of career development at Freiland's orphanage. I couldn't believe it. A real job, even if just for a day. But the catch was, I couldn't bring you into meetings. I couldn't afford the back of my shirt. It's shut on my back. Craig, I will fire you. Yes! Craig! Okay. I couldn't afford a babysitter. I was planning on coming to get you. It was just meant to be for one day. But they looked after you. They fed you and they bathed you. You had a roof over your head. They loved you and you loved them and I could still keep an eye on you. But then day turned into day and eventually someone else fell in love with you and adopted you. Adopted me? But I had a mother. I had to tell the receptionist your parents were dead when I first brought you. But, but you were my parent. They didn't know you? She didn't recognize me. I worked in the back. For all she knew, I found you on the street crying. It was, it was meant to be three years, Dusty. Mommy. I'm so sorry. I tried to get you back several times, but they wouldn't let me adopt you. I had no money. No papers to prove you were mine. Mine, my baby boy. But I kept an eye on you for years. I was at every birthday party, quietly in the back. January 11th. Oh my. I tried to reach out to you once you graduated high school. The closed adoption stipulated that I couldn't access your files. Yes, I followed you, but but you went to college, and then after that I couldn't trace you anymore. All the information was locked behind passwords on the orphanage mainframe. Mainframe? It's a big computer. I see. Huge. Sure. But when I heard your voice on Nude News two years ago, I wrote in. I've been writing in every week for two years. I wrote you 104 letters. Less than Noah in the notebook, but better than Jerry and P.S. I love you. And sweet Pete, I do. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I'm so glad to hear your voice, <laughs> to see your face. <laughs> Me too. My sweet boy. <laughs> My darling boy, do, do you think you could ever... Forgive me. <laughs> I just have one condition. Anything, son. Want to play catch with me? Oh. <gasps> Thank you, listeners. This has been the nudest news there ever was. I'm Dusty Richmond Gingridge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to Craig's Tough Turf. Today I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of arson. First, you're going to take your match. You're going to lay it on the side of the table. Absolutely not. Thank God I can edit this out since we're pre-recorded live. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this unique episode of Nude News. Um, from everyone here at Nude News, I'm the producer. Good morning, good evening, good night. Heck, and a word from our sponsor. Donovan's Milk and Cheese. Our transparent production process promises organic, sustainably made, top-tier quality dairy products. Specifically that of milk and that of cheese. If you want milk or cheese, order now from Donovan's Milk and Cheese. No longer an affiliate of Durban.